0: are listening to The Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve Podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve, and we've got a really good show for you today because about 11.30 Central Time last night, Chris Harrison's podcast dropped. Both parts, both about an hour long, so I'm guessing this might be the first reaction you're going to hear about it considering I just finished listening to all two hours at 1.30 Central Time and this podcast is going to be up in six hours. I don't know many people out there that are going to have a reaction to both episodes in six hours, so this will be your first, and I've got a lot of thoughts, so we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So here we go. I'm going to be honest with you. I recorded the daily roundup at 11 o'clock Central Time last night. And right when I was done with it and I had put it all together, Chris Harrison's podcast dropped, both episodes. And when I recorded the Daily Roundup, the first 10 minutes of it was talking about what I expected, what, you know, things to look for in Chris's podcast because I knew it was coming out today. But when it dropped right after I had recorded it, I'm like, no, I'm not going to wait till Tuesday to have my reaction up. And I just said, all right, I'm just going to listen to both episodes right now. And I don't care if it's one 30 in the morning, I'll record it and it'll be up six hours later. And that's what we get. So I've got your recap of the two episodes that Chris dropped on his podcast. And that's all I'm going to talk about for this podcast. I would assume for, for 20 minutes or so, because (laughs) There's a lot I want to say. But I don't think Chris said a lot. This was very we all knew we were going to listen. But there were so many things that uh, were left out. I have questions about I I mean, I'll start at the end of the second episode. One of the things that Chris said at the very end of the second episode, we'll start there, was next week's episode, it sounded like he's going to respond to questions or comments that people had. And he even said, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I just don't want uh, an echo chamber of everyone telling me everything's great. I want to hear what you have to say. So it sounds like the next episode is going to be him addressing things and questions that people had after these two episodes dropped, I can't imagine that I'm going to be the only person out there who has some of the questions that I have. Now, is Chris and or Lauren Zima going to specifically listen to mine and respond to me? No. Am I going to write on their Instagram page, hey, how come you didn't address this, 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 and this? No. But I think if enough people kind of say the same thing, if others want to do that for me, And if other hosts out there probably are going to have the same kind of take that I do, I'm sure it'll get back to him in some way. And he will either ignore it or he will address it. But there's a lot that I did not understand about this podcast. So for those that didn't listen yet, and I'm guessing a lot of you haven't, especially if you're on the East Coast, part one was all Chris. About an hour long, probably about eight to 10 minutes of commercials total, maybe a little bit less, maybe six to eight minutes. So, probably about 50 minutes total. And it was just him talking. Here's something that I I just could not believe. And I guess Rachel predicted it. Remember when we talked about what Rachel and Van talked about on their Higher Learning podcast? When Van flat out asked her, first off, he asked her, Do you think. Has Chris contacted you, and if he did, would you ever go on? And she said no and no. And then he went a little further and asked, do you think he'll bring you up? And she said no. I don't think he'll mention me by name. I think he'll just refer to it as that interview. And that's exactly what he did. When I recorded this at 11 o'clock, before his podcast was released, I told you I recorded a full daily roundup. One of the things that I harped on and brought up was like, you got to remember, Chris Harrison, while whatever he says on this podcast upcoming, we got to remember what Rachel said. At no point has he ever reached out to her and apologized. So it's like, okay, Chris, you're coming forward with this, but we know that you have not reached out to the one person who ended up getting just as many death threats as you did and probably took it worse than you did. And that was Rachel, when all she did was ask one simple question and then he went and spouted off. And look, I'm not here to just absolutely torch Chris's podcast. These are legitimate questions that I have that I just don't understand, that I'm literally scratching my head about, about why didn't he bring this up? Why didn't he talk about this? First off, I'll bring right off the bat. Never referred to Rachel by name in this podcast that he did, part one. Never said her name. I'm sorry. I've got a big issue with that. How come you can't mention Rachel Lindsay's name? How come you can't say anything and call Rachel by name? Everything he talked about when he talked about that particular incident, he said the interview. I think that was 100% completely disrespectful. It's just my opinion. I, 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 I think he made it worse by not referring to her by her name. He didn't call her the interviewer. He never even spoke about the interviewer or the person who was asking me or the person who conducted the interview. All he said was the interview. And I just don't understand. I, I, I know that there's things that we don't know. I know there's an NDA, NDA he signed with NZK, which I'll get to in a second. I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I there's no way the NDA says you can't mention Rachel Lindsay by name. And Rachel's already told us he hasn't apologized for anything. So that's point number one. Why can't you call Rachel by her name? Why can't you address Rachel? I'd love to know the answer to that question. Number two, the NDA that he allegedly signed with NZK that we know he got settlement money. Never brought up once. Not that he's able, that's the whole point of an NDA, you can't talk about certain things, but he never addressed if he signed an NDA, like he's not even allowed to say he signed one, he's not even allowed to say, it's a smaller point, but I just, I didn't really understand that either. Here's something he said, this is number three for me, here's something he said in kind of the beginning of the podcast number one that sounded interesting at the time when he said it. He was talking about his podcast and the fact that he was doing a podcast now. And he said, people in Hollywood are nervous that I'm doing this podcast. And you know what? Maybe they should be. Because you probably know that I know. That's what he said. And then he never said anything to address that again in the rest of part one and in any of part two. So what are you talking about? sounds like a great line people are nervous in hollywood who maybe you should be why because you probably know that i know what (laughs) like he gave us nothing he gave us a great tease and and then finally and then followed up with nothing that was another issue i had with the podcast here's my fourth point and here's the point that probably the biggest point that I had and the biggest issue I had with the podcast that I don't understand. And again, I'm not just torching this guy's podcast. I legitimately want to know. And I think you as the listener want to know as well. He says in the podcast, the reason I'm doing this podcast is because of you, the viewers, the listeners. He missed you. He regrets that he didn't do this earlier. It was the toughest thing for him. He was heartbroken. He was gutted. He was embarrassed. He was mad at himself. He was disappointed in himself. He lost 20 pounds. He didn't sleep or eat. That's fine. Here's my question. That was never addressed in part one, nor was it ever addressed in part two. What was he sorry about? He kept apologizing on this podcast. I didn't know what he was apologizing for. And I didn't know what he was apologizing about. Was he apologizing that he didn't do this sooner? Or was he apologizing for what he said on television? To this moment, I don't know what he was talking about. He just kept saying, I was heartbroken. I was gutted. I was embarrassed. I was mad at myself. For what? for not coming forward sooner? disappointed in myself. He get he he really hit on that later on in part 1. Disappointed in what? That you didn't speak out sooner or that you were disappointed in yourself for what you said. He wasn't specific. And I didn't know what he was talking about. It sounded like to me his biggest thing was you know, crisis, never been through this before. There was no there was no uh, blueprint for how to handle something like this. I should have done this sooner. He was very adamant about that in part one. I should have spoken to you guys sooner. You were the reason that the show was successful. You were the reason. You were the fans of me. I should have said something sooner, not waited two years. I get that. I totally get that. But is that what he was sorry for? That he should have spoken out sooner or he should have, he was sorry for what he said. That's where I was so confused. He went into the whole thing about apologies. You know, a prominent p- person told him, prominent person in the industry told him the mistake you made, Chris, was apologizing. And Chris said he disagreed. He believes he should have apologized but no reference to, uh, so then why not on the podcast apologize to Rachel Lindsay for any hurt that you may have caused her, which was plenty because we all know who took the biggest heat. While Chris did. I'm not saying Chris didn't suffer any heat. I'm sure he did. I know he did. He was very hurt in his podcast, was brought to tears a couple times. He was obviously hurt by this, but let's be honest. What race is most of this fan base? While he had people out there coming after him, Rachel Lindsay had way more coming after her. Way more. For doing absolutely nothing. So, I was really confused. Um, In the first part, he never brought up any other name outside of Lauren Zima. Never said one name of anybody in the franchise outside of his fiance, Lauren Zima. Never said anybody from the show, never said anybody network executive, never said it's like he is really zippered up from this NDA because he didn't say anything. But he kept apologizing how sorry he am, how how heartbroken he was. Heartbroken for what? What are you heartbroken about? That you're no longer the host of the show? That you gave bad answers in an interview? I I don't know what he's heartbroken about. He He never went into specifics. It was a lot of generalities and a lot of apologizing without getting into any specifics. And he talked a lot about wanting to scream from the top of his lungs, but was told not to. Understandable. He just said, you know, I was sick to my stomach. I wanted to scream, please forgive me, and I'll discuss anything with you. And he said it was just like the analogy made was a surfer with a huge wave, and the wave takes you over, and you're thrown down under the wave, and then it's over. But in this situation, the wave just kept going. You come up for air, and you just get on the next wave, while that wave just keeps going and destroying more. And he said that noise basically didn't stop he became synonymous with this political moment he was being used by both the left and the right cnn was talking about him ben shapiro was talking about him every day it was something new and you know obviously it affected him it affected lauren his fiance it was a gut punch to her and again i asked the same question what was a gut punch to her your loss of a job what you said your apology i don't know what was a gut punch to her or what specific you were talking about in that um he did talk about the fact that a lot of people especially guys in the franchise and others probably he didn't say he didn't say male or female but he said there were plenty of people in the franchise that use this situation for their advantage, their podcasts, their media tours, their book tours. He said he wasn't mad at it, but he expected it. And he said, I knew about certain cast members that were calling in for his job. And he said he didn't begrudge those people for doing that, but it really sounded like he did. It really sounded like, because he even threw in a comment about, I knew some people were calling for my job that would never even get it. Okay. That seems like you were bothered by it. Just the way it came across. He mentioned talking about getting a crisis manager and he suggested don't ever get one. They're not great. So apparently he didn't have a good uh, relationship with the crisis manager that he hired. Um, He said when people reached out, they were always asking, what can we do? What what can we do? And he kept saying, don't say anything. He didn't want anything to fall on anybody else. And that's probably what I would have done if I were him because he saw the avalanche that was coming down on him and anybody that spoke out that did speak out positive towards Chris, they were shunned. Um, he talked about the hardest moments, which was Lauren and then his family. And the biggest story he told and was where he broke down in tears is he wrote a bro- his brother, who was older than him, uh, wrote a letter and defended him and he posted it. He never said where he posted it, but he said his brother posted it and Chris told him to take it down. And it was almost like a sense of defeat. And now looking back on it, he feels like that's not what Harrison's do. It killed me that I had to tell my brother to take that down because it was, you know, Harrison's we fight and we stand up for each other. And he wrote this glorious letter defending his younger brother and what type of man he was. And he posted it somewhere. And then Chris told him to take it down. And that was where he broke down. Um, He says, he's not mad at the show. He's grateful. It changed his life. Um, he says he doesn't watch the show anymore. He hasn't watched it since his last episode. He was on. He's very well aware. Um, he did say this. He did make this comment. When I left the show, it was still the number one show on TV. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, the number one show on TV was The Bachelor. No, it wasn't. It was not even close. So I don't know why he threw that in there. I mean, I mean, maybe he left out words about you know the number one reality dating show. Uh, maybe, I, but he said it was the number one show on TV when I left. No, it wasn't. And then he says, do I watch the ratings? Yes. I'm very well aware the ratings are down. And as he said, uh, that hurts him. But to say you're not mad at the show, I, I don't know. That that kind of didn't seem genuine. I, I, I don't. <laughs> now, he ended the first podcast with this. But then he said, I can't go into detail on this, but he said, But he said specifically, one night in particular, I went home and I drew the line in the sand and that was it. It was time to take my life back. I wish I could go into detail. I'm not proud or happy how it went down. I'm a faithful person, but this is a brutal, life-altering, humbling moment. And it allowed him to have a much better life than he was living. Which, okay. But it almost sounds like... I don't want to say he's – I'm sure he has a better life since it ended because it, he, in the second episode he talked a lot about being able to spend more time with his kids. But, I mean, the thing is, if Chris Harrison never does that interview with Rachel Lindsay, I believe he's still the host of this show. He wasn't on the outs by the show. I don't think they were on the verge of firing him. Everything Everything happened because of that interview. Everything. So unless, again, and if and if I'm wrong, please, Chris, come out and tell us hey, even if that interview with Rachel didn't happen, I was leaving the show anyway. It's not what he said. He didn't say anything. But he kept talking about how there was this, or at the end of the first uh, podcast, there was this one night in particular where he drew the line in the sand and that was it. And it was time to take my life back. It was clear, now him saying this now, he wasn't happy with what was going on in the show, but he never went into any detail. We have no idea what he's talking about but he basically was saying I wasn't happy with the show. And and then we'll get into part 2 now. But that to me that sh- that kind of screams of revisionist history. It's easy to say that now. But unless I'm wrong and I'd love for him to address this or Lauren to address this. Were you going to leave the show if this interview with Rachel never happened? My guess, no. So it's easy to say now, oh, my God, these last two years have been great. Been able to spend so much more time with my family. I wasn't happy in the show. Okay, were you happy enough to quit it? Were you, is that what you were going to do? I I don't know. Now, part two, I don't have nearly as much to say about part two because part two was a lot of Lauren. Um, it, it was just them talking, but way more Lauren talking in part two than part one. It started off with, in terms of getting his job, he thought Wells was going to get the job. But again, no mention of Jesse. Not that I expect him to go into detail, but not even an opinion. You can't even say, hey, I'm happy, but, you know, I, I, he goes, I thought Wells was going to get the job. Seemed to be the easiest transition. He was well-liked. He had been on the show doing Paradise stuff. But then never even offered any sort of opinion about Jesse Palmer getting the job. I think most people kind of would like to know, hey, what do you think? Not that, because he says he hasn't watched the show. That's fine. We're not asking you to dissect Jesse's hosting skills. But I think we'd like, I think the average fan would want to know, what you think about them giving the job to Jesse? I think that's, I something wrong with answering that. He didn't. So then they bring Lauren on and talked about the effect this had on Lauren. And she said she had a hard time understanding it. Um, that everybody makes mistakes, uh, but what their intention is and how they react after they make a mistake is what she knows. And his intention to go in that interview with Rachel was to protect Matt. Although, you know, I, I said it in, in part one, Chris never said the word Rachel and neither did uh, Lauren. in talking about Rachel Lindsay, she did mention Rachel Kirkconnell. But she was, you know, obviously affected because he was so apologetic and so heartbroken and in so much pain and not eating and sleeping and losing 20 pounds. And there was nothing she could do to fix it. Understandable. She's his fiance That I, that probably wasn't easy to go through. Um, she had uh, a couple of regrets. Uh, some of the things that uh, that she suggested during that time, during all this. She should, She suggested uh, about the brother taking down the post that he wrote. She said, "Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea." And her statement that she put out, she put out a longer version where she defended Chris more, and she'd wish she'd kept that out there rather than I think she released like a three sentence statement on Instagram just about you know Chris being a great guy and that isn't really him. And um, I think probably the most interesting thing that Lauren said was. Well, we'll get to her talking about Roses and Rosé and ending her recap show because that was a little interesting. But she did say um, she realized how frustrated he was at work. And that interview, again, she called it the interview. She got asked a lot after that, is this really a side of Chris we've never seen? And her answer was always no. This was the burnt out, frustrated side of him. Okay, I think a lot of people are going to have an issue with that because now it sounds like you're saying, I was just frustrated and burnt out. That's why I said what I said. And that's why I'm saying he never went into detail about anything. All he kept saying was apologizing about, I was embarrassed, I was mad at myself, I'm disappointed in myself. But he never talked about the words that came out of his mouth in that interview and does he believe that still? I He just never went into detail about anything. Everything was so... Surface level and vague and generic. And then Lauren comes on and says, that was a burnt out, frustrated side of him you saw in that interview. Okay, burnt out and frustrated, number one, burnt out and frustrated from what? Can we get any details about what this entails? Or we just have to guess? And then why can't we talk about the words that he said in that interview? There's no way that's part of the NDA. And please, if it is, let us know. Um, it sounded like they were, Chris wasn't too thrilled and thinks it was purposely leaked. The story when they were filming Claire's season, remember when he had to leave for a couple episodes and Jojo stepped in to go move his son into college. He thinks that was purposely leaked by the show to make, but then he never said anything other than he thought it was purposely leaked by the show. Like, okay, but what, what would be the motivation for that? Uh, Again, we need some more details here. If you think it was purposely leaked by the show, why do you think it was purposely leaked by them? What does it? What do they gain out of it? What did, did they want to make you look bad? Why? I don't know. He never went into detail. He just thought it was purposely leaked by the show to the tabloids that he was leaving to go move his son into college. Okay. I didn't think it was a big deal that he went to go move his son into college. What's wrong with that? I mean, that's... He said it was known beforehand, before the show, that season started filming, like, hey, this dates. I got to go move my son into TCU. So, but again, no details. Um, why he was frustrated. He just kept saying he was frustrated um, because he was the one, I guess, that had to defend the show. He's the mouthpiece for the show. And he was put out there to do it again during the interview. And, you know, she was mad uh, that he messed up. And in return, she basically realized that she could not do Roses and Rosé anymore. And it wasn't because she basically said she stopped because she couldn't cover the franchise like the way she did anymore, knowing what she then knew. And so it sounds like she was made aware of the things that Chris was upset about behind the scenes. And she's like, I'm not going to talk positively about this show. And I'm out. It's basically why she quit the roses and Rose podcast, the podcast vlog, whatever it was. That makes sense. I mean, we all knew she couldn't keep doing it. It just didn't make any sense. The show that fired her fiance, she was just going to continue to do and talk about it glowingly. And know Oh, let's, let's talk about this episode. It just didn't make any sense. We get it. Um, but she she did talk about why she stopped Roses and Rosé, and she basically said, I couldn't cover the franchise like that anymore knowing what I know, knowing what I knew. It was harder to have fun with it. Um, she said that no one deserves to have their entire life ruined by one moment. Totally agree. Uh, I don't think that Chris is this horrible monster, by all means. But again, he did say at the beginning of the first podcast, I've got some exciting things that you'll be hearing about this year that I'll tell you about. Okay. We didn't hear about them in the first two episodes, but I guess we're going to hear about some stuff. I, I guess work-wise coming up with him. I have no idea, but, um, that's something I've always been curious about. Like he's been out off TV for two years. He said nothing for two years and here they are now. What's going to happen. Does he getting back into TV? What does he want to do? We don't know, but I guess we're going to find out later on this year. Um, he said, this doesn't define him whatsoever. Uh, he's gotten to spend a lot more time with his kids and it's been a blessing. He did the show for the people and to hear the stories from people since he has been let go. Yes. He he says it's very, it's been very touching. A lot of people have reached out to him and, and that's what means the most to him is hearing all the positive stories of people who have reached out to him. And, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I, I, it was like there was two hours of stuff, and yet i I don't feel like I learned anything new whatsoever. Never talked about the interview, never talked about what he said. did he go to counseling did he did he did does he understand why his words did it or he just kept saying the same thing over and over? I'm mad at myself, I'm disappointed in myself, I'm embarrassed. Well about what that you were fired or the words that came out of your mouth? And he never really talked about the firing. He never talked about how it went down. He never talked about, they came to me and said this. But this might, okay, so I understand that part might be a part of the NDA. Like he can't say, they came to me and said, Chris, we're letting you go. Or Chris, we're going to keep you on board, but we have to do, you have to do this, 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 and this. The only thing he said close to it was, one night in particular, I went home And I drew a line in the sand and that was it. It was time to take my life back. That was at the end of the first podcast. So what does that mean? We have no idea. He said, I wish I could go into detail. So it sounds like that was part of the NDA. So putting two and two together, maybe the show said, Chris, if you want to stay the host of the bachelor, you have to do this, 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 and this, maybe like take a leave of absence, maybe go get counseling, maybe go take, uh, you know, sensitivity training, whatever. We don't know. That's just a guess on my part. But he says he wish he could go into detail. Yeah, us too, because I felt like I got nothing. I really do. I, I just didn't feel like for a first episode I learned anything new. I'm guessing, yeah, he's sorry, and he said it numerous times, but honestly, I don't know what he's sorry about. The fact that he's no longer host of The Bachelor, or he's sorry about what he actually said, and he understands why those words hurt. I don't know, and I don't know if he's ever going to address it, but those are probably the biggest things I took from the two uh, podcasts. The first one is all him talking. The second one is a lot of Lauren uh, talking and how it affected her and their relationship, but I'm sure I'll have more to talk about tomorrow. This is a 30-minute a uh, daily roundup, but... Um, I think if you listen to it, you're probably going to have the same questions as I did because I don't feel like I learned much at all. And that's not to shit on this guy's first podcast. And I just want headlines and I just want clickbait stuff. And I'm genuinely interested and I'm genuinely curious to find answers to my questions because I feel like we could have gotten more and either he can't say more or he doesn't want to. I don't know why he can't address Rachel by his by her name. Why why he has to call it the interview? Why he can't issue any sort of apology to Rachel? I I, I didn't I didn't get it. I don't understand. Not only that, they just in the in the fifty seven minutes of part one, he never said one name of anybody in the franchise or anybody in Hollywood. Now I guess he you know maybe he's. Sensitive about possibly throwing anybody on the bus, but just never mentioned anybody by name. Everything was so generic and surface level, and I didn't understand it. What are we trying? What is his motivation for this podcast? What is he trying to get across? And I didn't. I didn't know what his message was. I thought I would, but you listen to it for yourself. Let me know your thoughts on it because I'm still confused. I'll probably have some more thoughts tomorrow, but it's, I want to say it's interesting, but it really wasn't. I'm sorry. It just wasn't. I didn't get what his motivation for this was. And don't tell me like, oh, it's just wants a podcast and make some money. Chris is fine financially. That's why I was like, okay, if he's going to do this on a podcast, it's because he's got something to say and he's going to actually fill us in on stuff that maybe we don't know about. There's nothing he said on that podcast that I felt like I didn't know already. Outside of his, I drew a line in the sand and that was it. It was time to take my life back. And then he gave no details because he says he couldn't. Or he says, I wish I could go into detail. And then his comment about people in Hollywood are nervous I'm doing this podcast. Maybe you should be because you probably know that I know. I thought that, wow, great tease. Never brought it up again. We have no idea what the hell he's talking about when he said that. None. So, yeah, um, listen for yourself. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I'm sure you're going to have some questions. And, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, continue talking about this a little bit more tomorrow. I'm finishing this up. It's 2 a.m. Central Time. This will be up in five hours now. So I I think this is probably going to be the first reaction you hear to anybody listening to both podcasts from beginning to end. But I did want to do this today. Um, because I figure waiting a full day, you'll have already heard a thousand opinions on it. And not that my opinion's uh, the best one. I just like the fact that it's probably going to be one of the first ones you hear. So let me know what you think. I'm really curious to see. Maybe I'm way off on this. I don't know. But I, 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 I do have questions, and I, I presented all those to you uh, during this daily roundup. So thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!